Welcome to One World, One Legal Profession, an international podcast. My name is Veronika Hova. I'm a director at the German Federal Bar. Our guest today is a well-known lawyer and a member of the board of the Bar Association of Uzbekistan, Mr. Jamshid Turdaliyev. Jamshid, welcome, and thank you very much indeed for joining our first international podcast. Yeah, good day, Veronica. Uh, it's my honor to be here. I am glad to welcome uh, our colleagues from Germany and our listeners from Germany. Thank you very much for inviting me for this podcast. Um, for everyone who is not familiar with the country, Uzbekistan is located in Central Asia and is bordered by Afghanistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan. It's a large country. It's a way larger than Germany and has a population of almost 33 million people. And the country was one of the 15 republics of the Soviet Union until 1991. Germany and Uzbekistan maintain close cooperation in various fields, such as economic development, environmental protection, healthcare, education, and others. Uzbekistan is an important partner for Germany in the region, and the Bar Association of Uzbekistan is an important partner for the German Federal Bar. Um, dear Jamshid, I invite you to add to my introduction. Can you give um, our listeners, let's say, five interesting facts about your country? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Veronica. In fact, I would like to start from another thing, that our country have a lot in common, uh, Germany and Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan is a multinational country and representative of more than 130 nations live in our country. Among them, representative of the German nationality, who made a special contribution to the development of the history, culture, politics, law, and economy of the country. Um, there are a number of 8,000 German nationals in the country at the moment. Um, at the beginning of the 20th century, according to the modern researchers, almost 40,000 German nationals lived in the territory of present-day Uzbekistan. Um, so um, we can name the several great names, for, for example, uh, Johansson Schildberger, uh, who is a traveler from the Bavaria, who stayed from uh, 14th to uh, under the Tamerlan and late under his son Shohro. He visited Samarkand and wrote his famous manuscript, which was called Travel in Europe, Asia and Africa from uh, 1394 to 1427, in which he introduced our land, uh, the campaigns of Amir Timur and many other historical aspects. Another uh, great person is uh, Franz Javier von Schwartz, uh, who worked as a head of the Tashkent Observatory at the end of the 18th century and published several fundamental works on the history of Turkestan. Unfortunately, uh, some of his um, great publications are still not translated into Uzbek or Russian, and we are waiting when um, maybe they will be translated into uh, our uh, native languages so our nationals also could be familiar with his great uh, works and see how much uh, this great person input in our in the development of our history also two governor generals of turkistan territory so nikolai uh, ottovich rosenbach and konstantin kaufmann were also ethnic germans richard schroeder one of the founders of agriculture science in uzbekistan who at the beginning of the 20th century was engaged in the development of new varieties of cotton, wheat, and other plants. So uh, as 
four or five interesting facts about Uzbekistan, except those that you just mentioned before, I would list the following. Uzbekistan is really one of, uh, is the only country in the world where the names of all its neighbors end in Stan, <laughs> like uh, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, Afghanistan, Kyrgyzstan. And just like the Liechtenstein, Uzbekistan is a country whose neighbors do not have do not have access to the ocean. The second, the statehood and the law of the country has the three years old history. Ancient cities like Samarkand, Tashkent, Bukhara, Kiva are more than uh, two and a half thousand years old. So all our colleagues are welcome to our country to visit these beautiful and ancient cities. Um, so uh, that is one of the best places to travel, safe place to travel. And uh, we have very delicious organic fruits and vegetables. And our gastronomic uh, tours are very famous. So uh, one more time, I would like to invite our colleagues and uh, our listeners to our country to visit it. Uzbekistan is the... I can confirm. The, the amazing cuisine. Uh, yeah. This is a true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you, Veronica. And another, very, another interesting fact that I want to share with you, uh, Uzbekistan is the birthplace of television. And in the world, it's not so well known. But um, in July 26th, in 1928, it was um, a very famous uh, engineer, Grabowski, who uh, created the first uh, moving objects at the distance via broadcast. And so his, his uh, famous patent is still, so you can make the Google search and see his uh, uh, first uh, creation of the television in the country. And the fifth um, interesting fact that our country, in terms of the gold reserves, um, it ranks fourth in the world after South Africa, United States, and Russia. And the country is one of the five world cotton producers together with China, USA, India, Pakistan, Uzbekistan. So that is five interesting facts that I would like to uh, share with you. Thank you. Those are really surprising facts. Um, I did not know that our mutual history, German-Uzbek history, goes goes back to the Middle Ages. That is very interesting. And also birthplace of television. Um, that, that is something. That is, thank you very much for sharing it with us. You're welcome. Jim <laughs> um, in the history, the culture, and the geographical position of your country, the question that arises is, um, what is the legal tradition of Uzbekistan? Yeah, it's a very interesting question, Veronica. Thank you for it. Um, um, yeah, indeed, the formation and development of the, our legal profession in the country was greatly influenced by the historical development. Thus, um, as I told before, the history of our statehood and law is more than three years, uh, three thousand years old. Three thousand years old. So, from the beginning of the seventh century, with the arrival of the Arabs, uh, so Muslim law began to develop here, which was valid even until the nineteen twenty eight. So, in nineteen thirty, that period in nineteen twenty eight, the capital of Uzbekistan was Samarkand, and it changed to Tashkent in nineteen thirty. So, uh, you see that. Law developed here in our country together with the historical uh, events, uh, even the changing of the place of the capital of the country. Since nine, uh, 1860s, the part of the modern Uzbekistan became part of the Russian Empire, which also affected the legal system. So in 1879, 
the um, lawyer whose name was Abdunabi Kuralbay, who received his legal education in St. Petersburg, created the first professional advocacy in the modern Uzbekistan. Um, he lived in the Kokand and his first uh, law firm called the Branch of Defenders. In 1917, the revolution and the rise of Soviet power in the region radically changed the situation. Together with other bodies of the old justice, the uh, legal profession was abolished. And during the Soviet period from 1970 to 1991, so uh, the new legal profession was formed here, but it was really greatly influenced by the state and the person of the Minister of Justice and the party bodies that exercised the control over the advocacy. But we had the great lawyers, great names also during that period also. And in 1991, um, when we gained independence, um, the new stage and the development of the legal profession started from that period. And all this undoubtedly affected the legal tradition of Uzbekistan. The modern legal system of Uzbekistan is characterized primarily by its belonging to the civil law system. And recently, there has been a tendency to introduce and implement elements of the English law also into our legislation. So we'll just briefly <laughs> like that. Um, I can add one more interesting fact uh, about Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan is a country of reforms. Um, the World Bank named Uzbekistan one of 10 most reform active countries in the world right now. Um, the country gets a lot of recognition from international observers from the World Bank, etc., for its significant moves towards political liberalization and market economy. Um, after more than two decades of economic and political isolation under the former President Karimov, Uzbekistan has implemented one reform after the other since 2016. And it is urgently necessary. The country still has a long way to go. Um, there, there are also, or maybe even primarily, massive efforts to reform the justice system to make it fair, corruption-free and accessible for everyone. Jamshid, could you please give us some information about the justice system and the ongoing judicial reforms in Uzbekistan? Uh, yeah, before before we start talking about the ongoing reform, I would like to highlight the, uh, some stages of the reform that started from the date of independence. So we have four stages of judicial and legal reforms in our country. So the first stage, it was um, dated from 1991 to 2000. Um, when the, uh, it, that was a transition period and the formation of the foundations of the national statehood. So the new justice system, um, the new institutions developed that period. On December 8, in 1992, um, the constitution of the country was adopted, which enshrined the principle of separation of powers into legislative, executive, and judicial, and the status of judiciary and its foundation uh, for the, its independence have been determined. So in 1993, uh, the new law on courts was adopted, which also enshrined the guarantees of the independence of the judiciary. The second stage uh, is the period from the 2001 to 2007. Um, at that period uh, was a strengthening of the independence of the judicial system, the, the liberalization of the criminal penalties, the use of their alternative types, not related to imprisonment and the mechanism of reconciliation, the exclusion of the instrument of the confiscation as a punishment, so uh, etc. 
Uh, during this period, the courts were given the right to issue a warrant for detention. And the third stage, uh, that was from the period 2008 to 2016, it was expansion of the judiciary with the exclusive competence to decide on the termination of a criminal case or on the release of the convicted person from punishment on the basis of act of amnesty, the uh, habeas corpus institution strengthened that period. And the fourth stage that um, that you just started to uh, talk about, it's, um, uh, it started from 2016. So a new course has been taken to accelerate the modernization of the judicial system, bringing the norms of the national legislation to international standards. So uh, revision of the terms of office of judges, the power of the prosecutor to authorize such investigative action as arrest or of the postal or telegraph items and the production of uh, examination, uh, incumination have been transferred to the uh, jurisdiction of judiciary. So uh, that period, the Supreme Judicial Council of the Republic of Uzbekistan was formed. And um, in, two in 2017, uh, Supreme Court and Supreme Economic Court uh, were consolidated into the single body, the Supreme Court of the Republic of Uzbekistan. So briefly, that is about our judicial system and our uh, stages of the reform of the judiciary in our country. Well, thank you very much for this comprehensive overview. Um, the legal profession in Uzbekistan is also under reform right now. Your bar is actively participating in it, and I find this remarkable. In a country with a long tradition of governments by a very strong executive, they did not ask anyone, especially its citizens, for their opinion. In a country where political engagements used to be dangerous just a couple of years after the end of authoritarian uh, rule, lawyers worked closely with the Ministry of Justice and with the presidential administration to design the future of their profession. This, this is great. Um, can you please tell us about the major goals of this reform and about the role that your bar plays in it? So at the moment in the country, we have the population about, as you said, uh, 33 up to 34 million people. And there are 4,000 lawyers who has the special licenses to practice the law and represent the clients in the court. But we have also, um, we have also the in-house lawyers who are... Um, uh, who didn't get any licenses, but uh, work like uh, in-house lawyers. The supreme body of the chamber for the legal profession is the our bar. is the chamber of advocates that was established in 2008. And uh, very interesting that during the past 30 years, it's now uh, in 2018, first time that uh, thanks to the President's decree that was dated uh, 2018 in May um, that any any legal norms, any any any, uh, any laws that will be adopted and somehow connected to the lawyers and legal profession shall be uh, agreed by the Chamber of Advocates. It's, that was a really great step uh, in our reforms. So uh, the Chamber of Advocates itself, it's, it acts as an umbrella organization for lawyers. It provides centralized coordination of the activities of lawyers, uh, promotes the development of the legal profession. And the, historically, 
the legacy of the Soviet period couldn't but influence the issues of self-regulation, of course. And judicial authority had an impact on the appointment of the chairperson of the chamber, member of the qualification commission, uh, as well on the issues of the advanced training of lawyers, which accordingly reflected on the institutional independence of the legal profession. Uh, both the country's legal community itself and a number of international organizations, um, they uh, drew attention to the existing shortcomings. And all the new reforms, of course, were supported by our lawyers and our society. Uh, since the end of the 2016, a new stage of judicial and legal reform has begun, as I told before. And in light of the ongoing reforms, the new concept of the development of the institution of the bar and legal profession uh, was adoption of which is provided by, by, by the uh, president um, decree uh, dated in 2019. So um, according to, to that decree, um, under the Chamber of Advocates was created the uh, special group, the working group, which included uh, from the practicing lawyers, lawyers, representative of the scientific communities. And the working group has prepared the draft concept for the development of the bar and the legal profession. And it's the first time in the history when the Chamber of Advocates created the special working group. And this working group uh, was supported by the Minister of Justice. And uh, the draft concept was passed to the administration of the president. So it's really great event and first time in the history when the it was done so transparently, and we hope, and all of our legal community and society, all our lawyers are waiting for the adoption of this concept as soon as possible. Yes, um, I, must, um, I must add that um, I saw the concept paper that your working group um, has developed, and I must say it was um, a document of a very high quality. Um, you've done a really good job at the Chamber of Advocates. Yeah, but it's the first time, uh, as I said. Of course, we don't have uh, uh, sufficient experience, maybe. But uh, now we, we learn very quick. And as you know, uh, lawyers is a, is a profession when we, we are learners. Always we study, we learn something. And I hope that in future, um, all the other laws and draft laws that will be adopted um, the draft will, will be, of course, um, uh, agreed by the Chamber of, of the Advocates. It's very crucial, it's very important at, the, at this stage, of course. Yes, absolutely. I know that your bar has received a lot of support from international organizations and from national bar associations with regard to your reforms. The German Federal Bar was very honored when you asked us to make our contribution and to comment on your draft of the new law and the legal profession from our German perspective. We understand that we can make only a humble contribution and present our German model of self-regulation to you. The decision what kind of self-regulation system you really need can only be taken by Uzbek lawyers themselves. No international organization or national bar can fully understand your legal culture, your legal tradition, your realities, and what model is best for Uzbekistan. Um, can you please talk about your international partnerships? Have they been mostly helpful to you, or have they maybe even been destructive at some point? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, thank you for this question. It's, uh, as I told you, it really was the first experience of the national bar 
when uh, they created some draft of the such a uh, important document, important concept of the development of the bar and legal profession of the country. And we really feel the support of our colleagues from other countries. Uh, the working group of the Chamber of Advocates, uh, while drafting the concept of the development of the bar and legal profession, received a number of very um, good proposals and expertise from our international experts, including our colleagues from the Federal Chamber of Germany. So, and I would like to say, uh, using this opportunity, thank you very much for our colleagues from the Federal Bar for your support, for your expertise, for giving us very good experts. And one of them is Veronica Yu. Thank you very much for your uh, remarkable, very good work. Thank you very much. And undoubtedly, the question of how our legal profession in the country will look like is the prerogative of the country's legal community and our society itself. But at the same time, it's very important for us that our colleagues from other countries support us and we feel this support and that our colleagues share with, with us their experience. And I hope the, uh, we are the one big corporation of lawyers among the world. So, and we feel that we have now this feeling that we are part of something great, something universal, um, the bigger than just in the frame of one country. Just thanks to this um, support, now we understand that we are not alone and we have our colleagues all, all around the world and they are very supportive, they are very open and they always um, can share their expertise with us. So the positive experience and negative experience as well and we are very grateful for that. Yeah, Jeffrey, thank you for your kind words and thank you that we could be a part of the process and that's why we called our podcast One World, One Legal Profession, because we also understand our profession. Our profession does not end the border of our countries. Um, it became so international. And it is important for us to help our fellow lawyers in other countries. But you also must know we come home with new ideas for all professional laws too, through discussing your system of self-regulation, your plans in Uzbekistan, um, we it, it helps us to see our system in another light. And um, I must say, in, in more than 10 years of international work, we brought so many new ideas home from visiting our, um, our partner organizations and talking to them. So thank you for that yeah. also from our side. Um, <laughs> I remember when I visited Uzbekistan in September 2019, upon the invitation of your bar and sponsored by the organization called Regional Dialogue, we visited the Judges Academy in Tashkent to talk to young judges. Um, I remember we entered the room where there were around 60 people and only six or seven of them were women. Um, one of the first remarks I made was that if we had walked into a room with German judges, at least half of them would have been female. Um, the lawyer's profession in your country presents a similar picture, doesn't it? Um, but what was very positive, that when we had our conference with law faculties of Tashkent the next day, um, I had a feeling that at least half of the audience was female. There were many girls in the audience. Um, what is the situation of women in the legal profession in Uzbekistan? Oh yeah, uh, that is um, that is one of the situation where we have to work hard because um, so we have four thousand lawyers in the country and only twenty five percent so it's approximately one thousand lawyers are women 
And so that is a situation when we have to think about uh, what to do and what the new terms or maybe some new uh, uh, support provide to, to our colleagues. Yeah. And there are, but uh, we have to know that there are many women who are in-house lawyers and as well, there are a um, prevailing number of women working as a notaries. So, um, but anyway, to ensure the gender equality uh, right now, the, and there is an uh, agenda uh, of the, um, in all international conferences and uh, it's agenda of our um, governors who just put this uh, on the top priorities to ensure the gender equality. In, so um, there are a lot of um, professions. So in prosecution, as you said, in prosecution office or in the court, that mm-hmm. and in in the law in the legal profession also, the situation shall be revised and changed, and um, creating the legal condition for that. Uh, I hope uh, will have a positive effect on changing the situation in future for the better. Oh, yes. Uh... This, this will be really good because uh, w- women are a huge force and uh, they're also oh, yeah. um, many well-educated um, young people in Uzbekistan to give them an opportunity to be successful in the legal profession. It's very important. I also must say in Germany, it's also a work in process for us. Um, the um, amount of women in the legal profession also increased in in last couple of decades. We're also coming from the culture where um, this profession was male-dominated. And we hope also that the situation, uh, same with Germany, will be be changed uh, very soon in our country also. And uh, now we have enough, um, uh, the sufficient, uh, I think, the will of the governors to change the situation. And I mm-hmm. hope it will happen very soon. Yes. Um, Jamshid, to round up our conversation, I have one final question. Um, if you had a wish list with three wishes for the future of the legal profession in Uzbekistan, what would you put on this list? <laughs> very interesting question, Veronica. So, so we, we at the legal profession is part of the judicial system. So uh, first uh, of all, it's uh, ensuring the independence of the judicial system itself. So that that in a, the first place in my priority to provide as soon as possible the independence of the judicial system to make the our court system very strong, independent uh, judges and judicial system. So the second, of course, it's the strengthening the our legal profession, strengthening our bar institution and i hope in future now we have um, the situation when for 4000 lawyers um, those whose age is under 30 is only approximately 40 or 50 that is very um, small numbers and i hope that in future that numbers will change and uh, we will have the new generation and upcoming new upcoming lawyers new generation who will change also make their input to change the situation, to make their inputs in the development of the legal profession and development of the country itself. And the third, my dream, and that at the moment it's a dream, but I hope that we will create the new 
very strong uh, legal school. So and our we have will that will allow to create new number of the international lawyers who will uh, represent our interests of our country. So new law firms, national law firms, will represent the interests of our country uh, before on the international in the international arena, international arbitration and courts. So um, now the Ministry of Justice um, created the several courses just to uh, start these initiatives, and um, they are just educated the young young generation for the international, just enhancing their skills in and international standards, learning them uh, international standards. And I hope in future that situation will um, change will be changed positively, and we will have. Uh, just uh, our stars, our legal stars <laughs> in our profession, just from that young generation. So th thank you very much. These are wonderful three wishes. Um, um, thank you, Jamshid, for a very interesting conversation. Our listeners received a lot of information. I hope they will be motivated to find out more about Uzbekistan or even go visit uh, your beautiful country. Uh, from the German Federal Bar, um, we hope um, we are looking forward to continuing working with you and we hope to see you in person very soon. Um, for now, thank you very much for your time and goodbye. Yeah, thank you very much, Veronica. And our colleagues and our listeners are very welcome to Uzbekistan to Tashkent. It's not only the place uh, uh, to, to share the opinion on the legal profession, but it's a very cool place. Uh, to, for traveling, for <laughs> to, to see our beautiful country, uh, it's very safe, and I hope to see to see you soon in our country. Thank you.